Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 83. God made all his creatures free. Life itself is liberty. God ordained no other bands than united hearts and hands. Hymn number 83. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, Liberty is Your Divine Right, and the readings will now be given by Gary. I will read from the Bible, Exodus. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, 
and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And Moses took his wife and his sons and set them upon an ass, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And afterwards, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein, and let them not regard vain words. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle, and Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Rise up, and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go, serve the Lord, as ye have said. Also, take your flocks and your herds, as ye have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, 
And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned, and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day, out of the hand of the Egyptians. Second Corinthians Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Man is tributary to God, spirit, and to nothing else. God's being is infinity, freedom, harmony, and boundless bliss. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Like the archpriests of yore, man is free to enter into the holiest, the realm of God. A higher and more practical Christianity, demonstrating justice and meeting the needs of mortals in sickness and in health, stands at the door of this age, knocking for admission. Truth brings the elements of liberty. On its banner is the soul-inspired motto, slavery is abolished. The power of God brings deliverance to the captive. No power can withstand divine love. God has endowed man with inalienable rights, among which are self-government, reason, and conscience. Man is properly self-governed only when he is guided rightly and governed by his Maker, divine truth and love. Man's rights are invaded when the divine order is interfered with and the mental trespasser incurs the divine penalty due this crime. 
the pilgrims came to establish a nation in true freedom, in the rights of conscience. The Constitution of the United States does not provide that materia medica shall make laws to regulate man's religion. Rather, does it imply that religion shall permeate our laws. Mankind will be God-governed in proportion as God's government becomes apparent, the golden rule utilized, and the rights of man and the liberty of conscience held sacred. Meanwhile, they who name the name of Christian science will assist in the holding of crime in check, will aid the ejection of error, will maintain law and order, and will cheerfully await the end, justice and judgment. To my sense, the most imminent dangers confronting the coming century are the robbing of people of life and liberty under the warrant of the scriptures, the claims of politics and of human power, industrial slavery, and insufficient freedom of honest competition, and ritual creed and trusts in place of the golden rule Whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. A coroner's inquest, a board of health, or class legislation is less than the Constitution of the United States and infinitely less than God's benign government which is no respecter of persons. Truth, crushed to earth, springs spontaneously upward and whispers to the breeze man's inalienable birthright, liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God is everywhere, no crown, nor scepter, nor rulers rampant can quench the vital heritage of freedom, man's right to adopt a religion, to employ a physician, to live or to die according to the dictates of his own rational conscience and enlightened understanding. Christian scientists abide by the laws of God and the laws of the land, and following the command of the Master, they go into all the world, preaching the gospel and healing the sick. Therefore, be wise and harmless, for without the former, the latter were impracticable. Even as oppressive laws are disputed and mortals are taught their right to freedom, 
So the claims of the enslaving senses must be denied and superseded. The law of the divine mind must end human bondage, or mortals will continue unaware of man's inalienable rights and in subjection to hopeless slavery, because some public teachers permit an ignorance of divine power, an ignorance that is the foundation of continued bondage and of human suffering. Discerning the rights of man, we cannot fail to foresee the doom of all oppression. Slavery is not the legitimate state of man. God made man free. Paul said, I was free born. All men should be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Love and truth make free, but evil and error lead into captivity. Christian science raises the standard of liberty and cries, Follow me. Escape from the bondage of sickness, sin, and death. Jesus marked out the way. Citizens of the world, Accept the glorious liberty of the children of God and be free. This is your divine right. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 201. Oh, do not bar your mind against the light of good, but open wide, let in the word, and truth will be your food. 
hymn number 201. and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. We are happy to say that we have members and regular participants at our church services from all around the United States and the world. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has an extensive collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. And we have several websites in a number of different languages, so people from all over the world can find the healing and protecting message of Christian science that this church provides in their own language. So be sure to look through our websites. They are all free. A week from tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We will be having our annual Thanksgiving church service at 11 o'clock in the morning. This is the only special service that Mrs. Eddy provides, provided for every year. She obviously felt that this day of giving thanks to God was an important occasion. 
So we invite everyone to participate with us in person, by phone, over your computer. There will be time for everyone to give gratitude to God. So come ready to join in. That's next Thursday, November 25th at 11 a.m. Our next Bible study is in about three and a half weeks on Saturday, December 11th at 10 o'clock in the morning. The questions will be posted on our website under the This Week's Lesson tab. So check the website for the questions. And remember our church page-a-day desk calendar for 2022. They do make nice Christmas gifts. You can order from our church website or by mailing a check to the church. The price is $15 for the first calendar and $12 for each additional calendar mailed to the same address in the same order, and the price of mailing is included. Our publishing and mailing committees have been busy. Um, the latest issue of Forum Highlights was just put in the mail, so it's on its way. Be patient, it'll get there shortly. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help us to broaden our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. We've been told that there are things spoken at our round tables that you just don't hear anywhere else. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the round table, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in to both of these, the round table at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students call in on the telephone from out of state. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, call the church to get the phone number and they can attend by telephone too. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, 
We would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead, please. Good evening. At the beginning of the month, I had the opportunity to spend a week abroad on my first international trip in almost two years. On my last full day in country, I woke up feeling very blah and just achy all over. As I was set to fly home within the next 24 hours, my thought kept being bombarded by a fear that these new quote-unquote symptoms would mean that I have to, I'd have to quarantine in that country for two weeks and be unable to return home as planned. So I had a very hard time concentrating on the truth to eradicate this false belief that was attempting to disturb my peace. So I texted my Plainfield practitioner for support, and she promptly reminded me to, to focus on God only and work with Psalms 91 and 121. I had actually been studying Psalm 91 before the trip, so the practitioner's reminder felt like a true angel message for me. I work specifically, specifically with what it means to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, as Psalm 91 opens with. The truth that God good is all everywhere kept coming to me, so I think with that, and whenever the negative thought appeared, I refused entry and instead insisted on dwelling in that simple but profound truth of God's goodness and allness. I fell asleep pondering the songs which I had mostly memorized and woke up about an hour later feeling so much better. The fear completely gone. I flew home the next morning with no issues whatsoever. I praise God for this quick healing and am so grateful for the Christian science teaching in this church and for my playing field practitioner who never fails to put me on the back on the right path when I might start to fumble. I'm so blessed and very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful for all I am learning here. Thank you also for tonight's readings. On page 126 of Collectania, Mary Baker Eddy said, quote, hold sacredly to your joy, your gratitude, end quote. My practitioner has helped me over the years to be aware of when I have lost my joy and worked with me each time to regain it. I'm very grateful for her support during those times and always. Lately, I've realized I need to take time each day to actively work to cultivate that joy. Our work in Christian science requires us to be vigilant and handle things that come up in daily life or world events by knowing that God is in control of all things. Watching and praying, as I have been taught here to do, always bring me peace, but I can see now I wasn't always taking the time to feel the joy that this work brings and to really hold that joy close. 
And since I've been doing this work for joy, my days have been much brighter, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm grateful for Christian Science, for this church, for practitioner support, for helping me to find my place, my purpose, and my joy in God. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. She says, I am so grateful to be sharing our love of God at Plainfield Independent. Fairley's readings from two weeks ago on love resonated within my soul. Thank you. And thank you all at Plainfield Independent for sharing the divine love. This is the same love demonstrated by Christ in healing the sick and taking away the sins of the world. The same love demonstrated by our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, who labored selflessly to share her discovery of Christian science with the world. Plainfield bears the same unmistakable flame of immortal love, the truth of God's dear love for all his children, the truth that we are all spiritual beings and not material, the truth that heals all sickness, sorrow, pain, lack, sin, disease, and death. Living according to God's law as instructed in Christian science has healed me of physical illnesses, financial woes, human hatred, lack of any kind. Ye shall know them by their fruits as a most wise and inspired measure to enable us to clearly see when pure Christian science is at the helm. It is the fruit of Christian science that lifts the heart, heals the sick, opens the eyes, and puts one on the sure path to heaven, harmony. Freely ye have received, freely give. The Plainfield practitioners, readers, and members witness and freely give the truth, reflecting divine love abundantly. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church as we see Christian science saving mankind right now before our very eyes. Page 568 of Science and Health includes the Paean of Jubilee by Mrs. Eddy. Quote, For victory over a single sin, we give thanks and magnify the Lord of hosts. What shall we say of the mighty conquest over all sin? A louder song, sweeter than has ever before reached high heaven, now rises clearer and nearer to the great heart of Christ. For the accuser is not there, and love sends forth their primal and everlasting strain. End quote. God's love reveals the truth to all who hear. Then she ends with Jeremiah 31, 34. For they all shall know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Linda. Thank you very much for the reading tonight and for the music. I want to express my gratitude for the classes that we have each week here at Plainfield, Christian Science Independent Church, and all the prayer and work that goes into them so that we may understand and learn how to live this science, to feel God's presence and walk with God. Um, not long ago, one Sunday evening, I sat down after a roundtable instruction to work with the scientific statement of being, which can be found on page 468 of Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. 
in the Lord's Prayer from Matthew 6. And you can also read the Spiritual Interpretation by Mary Baker Eddy from Also in Science and Health, page 16 to 17. When I started, I had a pain that was quite bothersome. It was trying to distract me and worry me. But I lost track of the pain as I got deeper into the prayers and, was in, and felt such joy in the work. By the time I was finished, the pain had left. And my roommate also mentioned, came by and mentioned that a pain had left her, although I didn't know at the time she had one and she felt it was this, these prayers. It shows the power of these prayers and it was a lesson in the great importance of working with them for ourselves and the world. I'm very grateful for the practitioner I had been having over the years uh, that has helped clear my thinking and help me develop discipline that helps me in this great purpose of working for God and something that all can do individually. I am grateful to God for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church. Thank you. Luba, Ohio. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please. Thank you. <clears throat> This year, I'm learning the importance of God's timing being the only and most perfect timing. Recently, I've been feeling that all has not been accomplished this year as I had anticipated, that the plans made earlier in the year needed more time. However, at the same time, there has been the benefit of important facts that have been made clearer, which will be of great benefit. I am so grateful to Christian Science and to my practitioner who has constantly stressed this fact to me, to be patient but persistent, and God will clear the way. In Proverbs 3, lines 5 to 6, it states, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy is Thank you for tonight's reading, and I'm very grateful to be here this evening. Nancy, New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the powerful readings tonight, the beautiful music and the testimonies. I'd like to express my gratitude for our Bible study on November the 6th. I was very happy for the reminder about the importance of being thankful. Not only when things are going smoothly, but even more so when we are facing challenges. That we are to be grateful for the opportunity to see the unreality of evil and of matter, and to be grateful for the opportunity through prayer to demonstrate the allness of God. I'm also trying to be so mindful of the sacrifices of Mary Baker Eddy and for the priceless gift of Christian science and all that she endured to bring this science to all mankind. I feel so blessed to have this science in my life and I'm so grateful for the strong and steadfast teachings and instructions of my practitioner and for the teachings we receive in the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent 
to know that although every day may bring different opportunities or challenges, that the Word of God, the Christ's truth, and the pure Christian science that we're being taught here never changes. That divine science stands unwavering through every trial, bringing comfort, healing, inspiration, and the assurance that, quote, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, end quote. And that's from John eight thirty two. I'm so very grateful for all that I am learning here. I'm grateful to God and to Christ Jesus, and happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Betty in California. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Tonight, I, I, I also want to I want to say before I get started into this, thank you so much for the music and for the readings tonight. I love the story about Moses and his people crossing the Red Sea, and we will see those Egyptians no more forever. Um, Tonight, I'd like to express my gratitude for being healed of a cold. Uh, about a week or so ago, uh, my husband, who is not a scientist, began to experience some symptoms of a cold. And then I noticed that I was feeling a cold coming on also. I remember thinking about a recent roundtable in which it was said that we could only catch good. I continued to work with this because I also noticed that I had a, a twinge of fear that it might be something more than a cold. I woke up in the night still feeling that the cold was coming on, only this time, in addition to only catching good, I declared that God, who loves us, doesn't send sickness but health. And I was not going to have anything to do with having a cold or anything else. I had work to do for God, and I didn't have time for a cold. With that, any fear left, and I fell asleep. I woke up in the morning feeling much better, and the next day I was perfectly fine. While I didn't specifically work for my husband, I noticed that he only had cold, some cold symptoms and never had to stay in bed all day. I am very grateful for this healing and for Christian science as taught and practiced in the Plainfield Church. I am grateful for, the, for having practitioner help over the years. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Hello. I offer my gratitude tonight for a lovely demonstration that happened last week with one of my grandsons. It all started when I had a feeling to get in touch with him on a Monday, which I don't usually do. When I contacted him, he told me that he was having a rough time because he lost his car keys. I suggested a few ideas and sent him a tender message. I told my practitioner about this because I would be supporting him in prayer and I asked for support for me. I did help him get an Uber ride so he could attend college classes on Tuesday. 
He will be graduating in May, and although he does uh, go to school full-time, he holds down two jobs to help with expenses. During the summer, he had four jobs. One time, when I asked him how he managed to juggle four jobs, he replied, I have no idea. It just always works out. On Wednesday morning, I checked in with him, and the key still had not been found. We talked about being calm and persistent trust. Then, Wednesday afternoon, he sent me a text video that confused me at first because all I could see were his sneakers, grass, sticks, and dirt. And then he lifted up a patch of dried grass with his fingers, and there were the keys. We rejoiced and gave all the credit to God. The best part of this entire story is his exclamation that he could feel the energy and spirituality of the prayers. Praise be to God and bless all God's children, big and small. Also, thank you to Mary Baker Eddy, Plainfield Church, my practitioner, and learning to trust God always in all circumstances. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. I'm very grateful for Christian Science here in the Plainfield Church. It's just done wonderful things for me, and I'm so happy to be a part of the church here. Some time ago, I was uh, going about and looking what I needed to do next, and I saw something that needed to be done. And when I saw it, it actually made me feel very heavy, because I felt like, oh, I'm responsible for this, and I gotta do it and I didn't really feel like it, and it was weighing on me. <clears throat> and I stopped for a minute now, I says, you know, this isn't right. What do I really need to know? And the only thing I can think of was where Jesus said what the first two great commandments were. And the more, first one being was to love God with all your heart and soul and mind, and the second was to love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm thinking, okay, what do I need to do to love life? So I started going through the synonyms. What do I need to do to love God? And I went through the synonyms, life, truth, love, spirit, soul, mind, except I got stuck with the very first one, life. I said, well, when I look at this project that needs to be done, am I loving life or am I dreading life? And right there I says, you know, I need to just love life. God gave us life. We're all alive. We've got a beautiful life to live. Let's love it. And, of course, I'm saying that for myself primarily. So with that, I thought, why do I feel responsibility here? Because the true meaning, the way I see it anyway, of responsibility is responding to God's ability. God most certainly is able. He's able to do all things. Am I willing to respond? And in this case, I needed to respond by just loving life. And ended up for this project, somebody else came along and did it and was very grateful for the opportunity to do it. But uh, the thing that re reminded me most of what I needed to do was 
to love life. And that helped me immensely that day. It took away a burden that was never mine to bear and got me close to God, for which I'm very thankful. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and music. God is always with us in every part of our lives, blessing us. I'm so grateful for the working out recently of a problem that the house I live in, which is owned by a church member, was suddenly getting no water. Many of the streets in our area were having water pipes under the streets replaced. There was a lot of digging up, pipe replacing, and repaving being done. I occasionally talked to the workers about their progress. One said they had just turned the water back on. Shortly after I went inside, I discovered I had no water in my apartment. I asked the next door neighbor about her house, and she said they have water. I went back to the workman and told him the situation. He went to other workers, and they discovered that the piping to our house was old and clogged, but all could be worked out. They got in touch with technicians for that kind of work. I called practitioner for support and was lovely given. We had a wonderful working out. Our house got water temporarily using a hose from the workmen. The technicians came the next afternoon and fixed it all, and the water turned back on. Due to the circumstances, it turns out that the homeowner did not have to pay for this. It all worked out quickly and perfectly. I thank practitioner for her strong support and God for his never-ending loving care. Thank you, and thank you. <laughs> Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I have a, a testimony about protection from Kenya. But first, let me thank Gary for the powerful um, readings on liberty. I pray often that all will find this truth, understand who man is, and know that liberty in all directions is the right of all God's children, and that we are to live rightly and do God's will. I'm grateful for the teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy. And here is a testimony from Kenya. I was prayed up as I was driving to a Sunday church service in a more rural area. I had to slow down at a big pothole in the road. There were car hijackings going on at the time. Suddenly two guys rushed forward, pointing their guns at me and my companion. The one on my side started rattling my locked door handle. My companion said emphatically, drive on. 
I put my foot on the accelerator, and as the car jumped forward, the gunman at the other side of the car shot at us. The bullet hit the steering column, missing my hand by one inch. This did not incapacitate the steering wheel, and we moved out of danger. My heart was singing that God had saved us. We had a large bombax tree in our garden with three big trunks and far-reaching branches. A week ago, my husband and I heard a loud crash and rushed outside. One vast trunk had come crashing down, bringing several of the intertwined branches with it. I and others and our car were often under that tree, but no one was there at the time, and also the trunk fell sideways and did not fall heavily onto our roof. I was so grateful for this protection. I study and listen to the wonderful Plainfield services, and I thank all the Plainfield members who give us so much. I am so grateful for our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and our master, Jesus Christ. I also appreciate Gilbert Carpenter for all his thoughtful, insightful, and prayerful work and publications. God bless everyone. Thank you. Mary. Um, first from our website, church website bulletin board, Australia. Being in lockdown for several months in Melbourne wasn't easy, but there were certainly many instances for which to be grateful. One simple gratitude was to give grace every evening before our meal together. Another was every night with our son, we developed a routine to read out the daily calendar statement and notices before we went to bed. We would talk about what the statement meant to us and then give gratitude for everything that happened during the day. It was like a mini testimony meeting every evening. Precious. When my mother, excuse me, when my husband and I forgot and made preparations for bed, our son would say, hey, don't forget to do our gratitude. So grateful to the Christian Science Plainfield Independent website and the many spiritual treasures to be found. And then New Jersey, this is a quote from Willie Nelson. When I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. And then she says, this statement reminded me if I am having a problem, I should count my blessings, which are many, instead of reviewing the problem. Thanksgiving is a good time to start thanking God for all our good and then to continue it every day afterward. It will turn your life around. Pennsylvania. Thank you, Plainfield and Jeremy, for making this the, our website so user-friendly. Presently, I'm limited mostly to the audios. Thankfully, most, if not all, menus and lists can be greatly enlarged on my iPad using my fingers. 
This is certainly not the case with everything on the internet, including YouTube. Thank you, thank you. It is a great blessing. And Illinois. I am so grateful for God's constant angel messages. This morning it was in the form of the audio of God's Law of Adjustment by Adam H. Dickey, available on our, on our church's YouTube channel. Exactly what I needed for this moment. A task presented itself, and I was immediately able to put the truths into action with gratitude and love. And then California. Gratitude and love are what I connected to as I listened to last week's testimonies on YouTube. The roadside angel story showed me that we all may experiences, experience challenges as we apply Christian science in our life and during specific incidences. Then the artist's testimony reminded me that we aren't failing when our expectations aren't realized. We just need to regain focus and direction. Thank you for testimonies, practitioners, and all the workers of Plainfield and the world. The truth and structure here are life-supporting for many. And then England. Very much agreed. Listening to last week's service was such a wonderful way to wake up this morning. I am so grateful for the very timely uploading to YouTube. I know how long videos can take to upload. It seemed every testimony had a spe special message for me and was just what I needed to hear or could relate to, from dogs to roadside angels to hair loss. I love to hear how differently people have approached different issues. The wonderful audio of God's Law of Adjustment was also so good to listen to, and I will listen again over the weekend. A huge thanks to all for so much dedicated hard work. And from Virginia, an email. Dear fellow members, or actually a letter. Dear fellow members, for all the many guiding lights which come from the instruction and sharing in this church to wend our way through the illusions and distractions of so-called mortal mind, life, and matter, I am truly grateful. No matter what seems to be going on, as Mrs. Eddy has counseled, we work, 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 watch and pray, and know that God works with us, and we are making progress. As was offered by Ingrid in the September 26th Roundtable, quote, be sure of what we hope for, and be certain of what we cannot see, end quote. This is so different from any theories or isms out there. It is confident knowing and his Christ leaning on and working from that solid foundation. With thanks, I enclose my monthly contribution. And then a testimony from California. As I looked around my table on Sunday, appreciating the presence of my daughter and son and their families at the table, all of our attention was diverted to my four year old grandson, because although we were all happily enjoying the conversations amongst us after dinner, his eyes were dancing with his sweet smile and he was singing to himself as he lined up his toy cars on the dining room table in a world of his own. Watching him, 
We all took delight in the way he entertained himself, and seeing that, drew love from within all of us for that sweet presence. We all connected with it. We understood it. After all, Christ Jesus taught us the importance of becoming as a little child in our thinking. Several weeks ago, I printed off an article from the Plainfield Carousel entitled, Now and Then, by Mary Baker Eddy, from Miscellany, page 12. In it, she states, quote, The dear children's good deeds are gems in the settings of manhood and womanhood. The good they desire to do, they insist upon doing now. They speculate neither on the past, present, nor future, but taking no thought for the morrow, act in God's time." End quote. This consciousness, which lives in the now, trusting to love's protecting care, and joyous because of his eternal goodness, must indeed be one of the children's playing in the streets of the city. Mrs. Eddy's statement has been with me daily since reading it. Its fruition came on Sunday night when I realized that love flows from within us all, naturally, towards the childlike thought, like a magnet. And when we are that childlike thought, the thoughts of all around us are raised up in gladness. Thank you, Plainfield, for the carousel articles, which for me are like angels guiding my thought upwards. Since finding the Plainfield Christian Science Church independent, I feel that the spiritual seed that is within me has been doing a great deal of sprouting, and I am so happy. I can't express enough gratitude to all who contribute to make our church services possible. My love to you all. And this is a testimony from Missouri. Recently, I was experiencing an irritating situation with one of my seller clients who kept asking for my professional opinion about the various facets of selling her townhouse. And then, after I had spent considerable time providing her with comprehensive answers and resources, she repeatedly did not take my advice and did not use the resources that I had taken the time to provide. This was very annoying, and I allowed myself to not only hold negative thoughts about this person, but I embarrassed to have to admit that I indulged in verbalizing my woes to both the handyman who was preparing the home and the professional photographer who took the photos of the townhouse. Within two days after the photo shoot, I awoke with an aggressive rash on my face and one arm. Besides being pretty uncomfortable, the rash disfigured my face to the degree that I was unable to go out in public. And this forced me to postpone an appointment with another prospective seller, who in fact had been referred to me by the seller of the townhouse. When the problem didn't yield quickly, I had to postpone the appointment again, and by the time I was healed sufficiently, the prospective seller had decided to use a different real estate professional to list her home. Interestingly, during the round table entitled, Whom the Lord Loveth, He Chasteneth, held during the week of the lesson entitled Everlasting Punishment, it was explained that when we sin, even if we don't realize we are sinning, 
we will suffer until we stop. As Mrs. Eddy's third tenet states, quote, the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts, end quote. There was also a comment made explaining how those who are becoming more useful to God often will suffer more even when they slip just a little. I don't know if my offense of being critical, of making critical comments about the seller to two professional friends can be regarded as a little slip or a big slip, but I certainly did suffer for those four days, not to mention losing out on an opportunity to earn the business of a seller of an expensive home which would have yielded a healthy commission had I gotten the listing. However, I can honestly say that I am very humbly grateful for this clear and valuable lesson on not just the need to not allow my conversation to include ne negative critical remarks about someone, but also the need to be way more alert and prevent the entrance of negative thoughts into my consciousness to begin with. While this lesson was a hard one for me, I wouldn't trade it for anything as the lesson was so obvious and the self-inflicted punishment was definitely more than sufficient. So I am confident that future lapses in my duty of standing porter at the door of my thought and curbing my tongue when tempted to criticize will be more successfully avoided. I thank God for this chastening and I thank our dear leader for our weekly lesson subjects and our tenets that are so clear and unambiguous. And thank you, Plainfield, for the weekly roundtable discussions that are so educational and helpful. Blessings and good evening to all. And Hawaii. <laughs> I guess I'll probably end with this. <laughs> we'll continue next week. We all need people that understand our fears, even though I know that as a Christian scientist, each fear needs to be faced, identified, and destroyed. That said, it is with overflowing gratitude that I listened to the November 7th roundtable discussion in which the practitioners shared their own stories about fear of travel and driving. I also suffer great anxiety from driving long distances and traveling alone. Florence's comment that we need not fear because we are never out of God's presence ever um, that and that he is always with us was a powerful and immediate treatment how grateful I am for the guidance and comfort received from every roundtable Bible study and weekly lesson along with all the articles accessible to anyone interested in Christian science study and practice indeed trump any need for travel or incessant buying that seemed to be the human hallmark for any person truly, quote, living life to its fullest. And yet the more I study, the more I am happy to be in what many would describe as a small little world. I am so grateful that I am part of our little tribe at Plainfield that is making the largest and immediate contribution to the world today. Truly, you are all the Davids in the faiths of Goliath. Aloha. So thank you, and I still have more to read for next week. And I, I too, I'm so grateful for those readings tonight on liberty. It's such an important topic, and each 
Each statement was filled with power and truth. I loved where Mrs. Eddy said in miscellany, that truth crushed to earth springs spontaneously upward and whispers to the breeze man's inalienable birthright, liberty. God is everywhere. No crown nor scepter nor rulers rampant can quench the vital heritage of freedom, man's right to adopt a religion, to employ a physician, to live or to die according to the dictates of his own rational conscience and enlightened understanding. These truths can help heal this world where we can know that God is in control and in charge of everything. It's not Materia Medica, but God. And I know as we, as we work with these truths in unity and uh, think about what each statement means, it will have tremendous effect on our world and on the lives of everyone everywhere. I'm so grateful how Mrs. Eddy teaches us about liberty, freedom, but the only freedom comes from being a citizen of heaven, a citizen of, of, in God's world. So I'm very grateful to be here tonight, to be with you all, and thank you for the testimonies, the beautiful music and the readings, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 136. I love the way of freedom, Lord, to serve thee is my choice. In thy clear light of truth I rise, and listening for thy voice, I hear thy promise old and new that bids all fear to cease. My presence still shall go with thee, and I will give thee peace. Hymn number 136.